0: the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast.
1: In previous episodes, we've looked into sowing and reaping. This week, we continue the theme with harvesting.
0: The main reading is Hebrews chapter 6.
1: Tonight we're going to talk, uh, we've been looking at our lives, seed, sowing and reaping and all those kind of things and we just tonight going to look at harvest um, and uh, interesting about the different harvests in the Bible that we will look at. Uh, but of course harvest is gathering the crops, that's the general understanding, is it a season's yield or a product of one's action. Harvest, um, of course there's then in the harvest there's celebration, there's um, uh, blessing God for his goodness, his graciousness, his faithfulness. Um, it's interesting that all the well, the three main uh, festivals, feasts in the Old Testament were built around harvests, um, where, where they came to acknowledge the Lord and worship the Lord, but they also brought their first fruits uh, to remind them that God was the provider, God was the, being faithful for the year. And uh, the first was the Lord's, of course. When we give the Lord the first, He'll always look after that. Um, but so there's there's a principle in creation, and uh, we thankfully again when we we hear uh, all, all the time, what can we do to save the planet, and what can we do to this? Listen to the promise of God to Noah, uh, Genesis eight twenty twenty two.
0: And Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and every clean bird, and all offered. Burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelt the soothing aroma, and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil. Promise you, and I will never again destroy every, every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains sea time and harvest, and
1: cold and eat, Summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. There we are. There's the promise of the Lord. Now, we we sometimes say that we have all the seasons in one day, don't we? We've said that before, and I suppose in Wales we we sometimes do. But uh, we still know when the seasons come. As we were driving up to Eberville today, uh, and I I noticed noticed the daffodils are just about going. But when the daffodils come up, beautiful, isn't it? I drive around Oakdale, but there's always a lot of daffodils on that banking there. Just about the beginning of March, you know things are changing. You know the seasons are changing. Why? Because God has prevailed. And when they say, they, or, no, no, God says, summer and winter, cold and heat will last. Harvest will come in until I say so. Until that's the end of this planet. And he re- regenerates it. So, uh, when, when, we again, when we take God out of the picture, then we're in trouble because we've got to be the answer. Ah, No, no, no. God's the answer. His, his creation, he'll look after it. Um, and, the, and the less we mess around with it, the better uh, we, we find. So there's God's heart. Harvest will be there. That's the principle uh, the principle of creation, of course, principle of spiritual creation as well, as we look at a moment. Uh, Psalm 107. Again, uh, the goodness of God.
0: They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them. And their numbers greatly increased, and he did
1: not let their goods diminish. They sowed, they reaped, the harvest came in. Why? Because God said so. That's the promise of God. You sow, you reap. There's a harvest there. And as we really just go back to those festivals, and uh, you see, God wanted them to remind themselves of God's goodness, God's great grace, God's faithfulness. So we look in a moment. It's all about God's faithfulness in the harvest, isn't it? God comes through. Um, of course the, the may the first uh, feast about seven but the three main feasts they had was passover we're coming up to that aren't we and leavened bread where it was the it was the beginning of the barley harvest so they would bring the barley and they would first fruits and and when they came to worship the priest would lift up that uh, barley sheep and lift it up and he would he would show it to all the four corners uh, of in every direction to acknowledge god's graciousness, God's sovereignty, and God's provision. If you if you have that, um, we do have that, we all have that, if you read that, that, that that's the wave offering, um, because not just waving the sheaves, what do they do? They hold all the barley, didn't they? And they uh, harvest it, they thresh it, they parched it, burnt it, that means they sifted it, they say, you know, they sifted it through 13 sieves, oh, nice and fine then, um, and then they mix it with oil and frankincense, remember, and they, they burnt a bit on the altar. And that was another, just a, an offering, uh, just a broken, it's a lovely, and, and of course they give you a little um, insight of, of all those processes that the, 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 uh, the grain goes through to become an offering to the Lord. Uh, because barley is, is um, one of the cheapest, they said, and one of the coarsest, and uh, that's a bit like us, isn't it? We're cheap and we're coarse, but God takes us through the process, some difficult processes, the burning and the winnowing and the, um, the sieving. What did he say to Peter? Peter, the devil's had to go to you. He's asked me to see if he can, he can sift you. He can sieve you. Um, he said, don't worry about it. I prayed for you. And when you come out the other side, you'll be used of the Lord. Now, in the middle of it and in the end, of it, when he, Peter didn't think he'd ever be used. He, he was going back to where he was going back. He was going back to fishing. And Jesus uh, turned to So there's the harvest. Mm-hmm. That's a general harvest, isn't it? Physical harvest, which we can see before our eyes. But the Bible also says, of course, and we we did this the other day, the harvest um, of what we sow. What we sow. We are a product of what we've sown. And it's no good sometimes saying, oh, well, Lord, Lord. Well, he's going to say to us, well, what have you sown, David? What have you sown? Um, Galatians 6, 7 to 10. 10,
0: Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us... Do good to all people, and especially to those who are the household
1: of the faith. So there is a harvest, isn't there? There's a harvest of what we've sown personally. Of course, again, he says, be very careful. He says, don't be, don't be deceived. We can easily be deluded, can't we? And the devil whispering, out, oh, it's not too bad, Dave. That's just a minor sin. That's just a minor infraction. And we, we persuade ourselves, it's only minor. But dear me, don't, we, don't it cause us some trouble after? Glory be the guilt and the weight and all those things that come upon us. We reap what we sow. And as we said before, you always reap more than you sow. That's the principle. It's a natural principle, but it's a spiritual principle. And the, and the principle there is don't give up sowing in, in, into the Spirit. Don't give up. You say, Well, I don't see any. any we said, You're weary. You might not see any, any. In fact, he said, You might not see anything this side of eternity. But there's still no reason to stop sowing into the Spirit. Building yourself up and sowing into other people. Oh dear, i have asked a hundred times, so we know that we know that principle. We've asked a hundred times. We'll ask a hundred and one. <laughs> uh, don't keep on to them. Sometimes you've got to show them, show them Jesus. But sometimes you've got to put your finger on them, haven't you? Get stuck into them, and uh, nothing wrong with that. Especially your family; they lay you lay, lay off. But you know, sowing, sowing, and reaping the principle. There's a harvest. There's a harvest, and uh, the older we get, the more we see. That which we sown, it' great. if Well, it's good to look back, isn't it? And sometimes you've you've seen. Look, thank you, Lord. I put you, uh, I put your principles in action there, and, I, and you've you've come through. And we can look back and say, Lord, I wish I'd put your principles in action there, because I see what effect it's had, and see the the reaping for so they, they, there's a, that. So there there is another harvest, a harvest of our habits. I was sowing, even the harvest of sin. What was this harvest? Um, Matthew thirteen.
0: He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man. Shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather unto his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear.
1: So there's a harvest there, isn't it? A harvest, judgment harvest. That's how he he pictures it, where there's a gathering. A gathering in, in, into his barn but also a burning <coughs> he uses those pictures we can understand, they were farmers, they understood harvest and he said this is how it's going to be, those are the, the, the lords are going to be taken up to him, gathered to him, those who are not, are going to be burned and there's, there's that picture again of, of uh, awful picture isn't it, and that does us well again to remind ourselves of, the, of eternity and uh, the, the weight of that I jumped ahead, forgive me, about the harvest and mm-hmm. um, the, the festivals. Talking about Passover. Of course, the next feast is Pentecost, 50 days after. And that was the beginning of the wheat harvest. So again, they would bring the wheat, remember? And they would wave that before the Lord, an offering to the Lord. And remember, if we if we remember, we talked about that. It's Pentecost time. And two two loaves were made, remember? The two loaves representing, they said it could represent uh, the two uh, tablets of the law Because that was a... Rep- it was a, that was when the law was given also the New and the Old Testament and, and, and lots of other things he could read in there but that was the, the wheat harvest and then the third uh, was Tabernacles October and again that was the last uh, the, the end of the harvest And if, if, if some must have been brought up in churches where we said we used to celebrate Harvest Festival didn't we I used to love Harvest Festival because the church always smelled beautiful didn't it when it went in always smelled of uh, fresh fruit and uh flowers or whatever and uh, we always used to have a big loaf in trying it so we was a bit of bread we used to lure us in with food i would do with me in anyway uh oh, i had to go uh, <laughs> but we always had bread but um and of course you give it all the food away you can't even do that now i think give food away like that um so the harvest was in october And that was the end of the fruit harvest. And then that was, again, a a, a time of just celebration because God had come through again. God had provided and God had protected the harvest. And they brought those in. Uh, Again, they brought to the Lord the first fruits. See, one of the great problems with Cain and Abel, Cain didn't even bring the first fruits, did he? He brought anything that was left over that he didn't want. And uh, even if it was first fruits, the Lord would have corrected him, but he would not have come down on him so hard because you know he brought that which was the best but you can see in it he didn't listen he should have brought up the blood but he didn't even bring the best in. he thought what have I got left over you let's bring that to the Lord and of course then he didn't deal with his sin as the as the Lord said and bitterness crept in so we have those harvests harvest of judgment what about this harvest bless the Lord again God uses this picture of harvest for the gospel uh, Matthew 9 When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Now we'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, again, seeing as the Lord sees, isn't it? He saw them. As sheep without shepherd, harassed and helpless, um, and of course we only see the surface and we see how people react and how people talk, and that really sometimes upsets us because it's a, But remember, the Lord just saw so past that into their hearts. See, people react differently in different situations, don't they? Um, and, and we we look at the surface. Help us to see with your eyes, Lord. They needed him. <clears throat> they needed him. They were precious, but they were perishing and uh, we we are the people we come back to that I will respond to that but bless the Lord labour is a few but the harvest is plentiful Uh, John 4
0: Jesus said to them my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest behold I say to you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest and he, reaps, and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored, others have labored, and you have entered into their labors.
1: Yeah, <coughs> we talked about that the other day, about um, reaping what we not labored for, and some will reap what we've labored for. And, uh, and there's nothing to do with us. Because what did, what did Paul say? I sow Apollos. As the Lord gives the increase, isn't it? And of course, again, the, the devil would whisper in our ear, Dave. Or oh, what about this? What about that? And it's nothing to do with it. All of grace, isn't it? <laughs> I, I am nothing. You are nothing. We've received everything by the Lord. Uh, but readiness. Readiness for the harvest Seeing it is white, and of course that principle there means you've got to be reaped then, it's got to be found then, it's got to be get then. At the readiness to get the gospel, readiness to, to reap in the harvest, even the most unlikely. Of course, that woman was the most unlikely, wasn't she? The outside, the people, the religious people said, well, she's the last person who's gonna get saved. <laughs> of course she is. She, she's godless, she's, uh, she's uh, immoral, Uh, You know, and and I'm always amazed some of those people that (laughs) that we think are not interested are actually someone. some of those people who are actually, when you say something to them, say, oh, perhaps, yeah, I'll have a talk about that. Um, So the most unlikely. But ultimately, all those harvests, and we'll come back to some of those now in a minute, uh, our response to that, is down to the faithfulness of God. Now, faithfulness of God to his word now that is positive and negative, isn't it? Because when he says, you will reap what you sow, um, even in the negative, that is being faithful to his word. Uh, I always remember um, uh, one preacher, they used to have years ago, they remember promise boxes, depending on what kind of, um, to, and they used to take promises out, didn't they, and read them. Well, some of the verses are great, but this minister said, I, I always know there were never any negative promises in there. <laughs> Only positive promises. Uh, but you see, God is true to his word, isn't he? You will reap what you sow, good or bad. You, there will be judgment. Why? Because God is true to his word. And that's his faithfulness. His absolute trustworthy, reliable, true to himself, true to his word. He's, again, we're only as good as our word. Our character is only as good as our word. But, of course, he is faithful. Um, Deuteronomy 32. For I can
0: faith. For I... Proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is a rock, his work is perfect, For all his ways are just. A God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. They have corrupted themselves, they are not his children because of their blemish. A
1: perverse and crooked generation. A God, we we know it, it's great to sing it because we know the verse then, don't we? Ascribe greatness to our God is right from the Bible. That's that's why he's good to sing the scriptures because you remember it far easier. A God of faithfulness. He's not just, he's God of faithfulness. When he reveals himself in Exodus 34, when remember the greatest prayer, Lord, show me your glory, Moses said. The Lord comes, he said, the Lord, the Lord. The compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in chesed and faithfulness, He's abounding in it. That's His nature. And um, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament say He cannot lie, nor change His mind. Oh dear, we're in trouble, aren't we? Because um, we are pretty loose with the truth sometimes, aren't we? Right. No. said, so have you done that? Well, nearly. It will be done. It will be done. Remember, there's no time in eternity, I said. No time in eternity. It will get done. Um, and and uh, so, true, and not change our mind. Well, well, how many times do we change our mind? DM me. Yeah, I'll do that. I think I don't really want to do that. Perhaps I can get away with not doing it. So, we, God cannot. He's true in His person. The very core is faithful and true. And of course, Jesus said, I am truth. I am truth. What is truth? I am truth. I am truth. He's true in his person. Thankfully, the Bible says he's true in his word. That's why we can hold on to this. We can stand on it. And the devil can whisper, and the people of the world can say whatever they want against God's word. We can stand on it because it's always proved true. Um, psalm 119, a great psalm of the, um, about the word. Psalm 151. 152 and all thy commandments are true concerning thy testimonies I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever yeah your testimonies your commands are true stable faithful permanence they tell us of the unchanging truth of God's nature and our nature Uh, we we love to focus on the Lord as we always should but you know the more we see the Lord the more we realise how much we need him And uh, that's why Paul said, the more he got closer to the Lord, he said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. And he wrote most of the New Testament. Isaiah, the great prophet, one of the great prophets, when he had an encounter with the Lord, what did he say? True Lord, I'm I'm filthy. My lips are filthy. The people are filthy. And I'm in trouble. He said, I'm in trouble. When we have a real encounter with him. But thankfully, the Bible says, the altar, the coal from the altar, the altar of the cross, can cleanse us, bless the Lord so there's a faithfulness in his character, in his commandments bless the Lord his faithfulness is continuous good news for us, Psalm 119 89
0: to 90 forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven thy faithfulness is unto all generations thou hast established the earth and it abideth
1: yeah faithfulness in Everything. Thankfully, the Bible says he's faithful uh, to uh, forgive us. We know the verse. If anyone confesses sins, he's faithful. Bless the Lord. His faithfulness brings forgiveness. His faithfulness also brings exposure, isn't it? What does he say? Uh, we remember that verse, Numbers. Be sure your sin will find you out. Be sure it'll find you out. You sow to the wind, you reap the whirlwind. Um, And so we see God's faithfulness in the harvest, to the harvest. Well, again, that's okay. What is our response? What is our response? Faithful in all things, faithful to keep us, faithful to protect us, faithful to establish us. Uh, What does he say? Um, uh, When we are tempted, God is faithful. He'll always give us a way out. Bless the Lord. Now, sadly, we don't always take that. But um, he's faithful. Well, let's see what our response should be, can be, must be. Um, Hebrews 10,
0: Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which will come before us through the kingdom, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold and swerving to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good works. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching.
1: See all those things he asks us to do come out of his faithfulness. He who promised is faithful. When we we read uh, Hebrews 6, he said um, uh, he promised. Now that would be enough, wouldn't it? Um, but he said the two immutable things, he promised and the oath. He promised on the promised to secure the promise. How, did he, how did he make that oath? How do we make oaths? Well, we, some people swear on the Bible, but who could he swear by? He swore by himself. So he promised and he swore by the promise by himself is immutable. He cannot lie, it's fixed. Bless the Lord. And, th- and then he says here, now draw near. <coughs> Why? Because he's faithful. And then he says, Hold fast without wavering. Bless the Lord. You see, when he's faithful in his word, true to his word, we can hold fast. And we're not wave. It means not to bend. Now, of course, there will be a bit of uh, leaning, but he wants a bit of stability and firmness. That's why we need to come back to him, back to his faithfulness, back to his word, because when we are tottering and leaning, remember, we can even palm tree, we looked at the palm tree, can bend Something's right over, but springs back, Less And of course, then it's stronger for the next time. Stronger, build strength into it. So our, the, our first response to his faithfulness and harvest is we draw near. We hold fast, we're not wavering, we spur one another on, and we don't give up gathering together. Why? Because his word tells us, look, there's strength, there's security, there's support, there's sharpening in the in, in the gathering. You pull yourself away, what happens? Well, the Bible says you're on you your own way then, don't you? And what happens is, I'm always right. Well, I am on my own. I'm always right on my own until someone comes in the house and I realize I'm not so right then. Um, well, isn't it true? When we gather together, there's where drone here without wavering. Let's go back to um, that great Matthew 9 where he says, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. What is his um, first principle? He says, pray, doesn't he? He says, Pray. Because of God's faithfulness and the harvest is plentiful, the first thing we need to do is pray. Always the best place to start in his presence, but he tells us what to pray for. He doesn't tell us to pray for the harvest. So we often so so we do, and there's nothing all that because we are praying over the word that they will find, but really he says pray for laborers to bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest, and we're all laborers. We've all got people that we, are, we have a, a, what we call it a, cir- a circle of responsibility that only you know, that only you talk to. I can't come and talk to I don't know them, but you know them. They see a life, and uh, you are responsible in one sense. You are their laborers, and uh, God says, in fact, he used the word uh, beseech, and that means really gr- lay hold on God. Because he knew, didn't he? He tells us the labourers are few. He knew. You know, labouring's hard. It is, isn't it? Some of have been in church a long time. It can be difficult sometimes. The devil whispers, he wants us to give up. That's why he says in, in Galatians 6, don't be weary, keep sowing, keep sowing. He said, why? Because the, la- the harvest will come. The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. So pray. Pray, pray for the labourers to rise up and to continue to work and not give up um, uh, to those, and to have a heart of God. See, He told us to pray because He wants us to see as He sees. And, and we've talked about being moved with compassion before. It's a beautiful picture. Um, of course, they, they, they didn't really understand what emotions were, but they understood that it was it was their innards that were moved. And uh, the the picture is the whole stomach, the whole entrails and all the the organs were moved. And the Bible says when Jesus saw them, he was moved. And every time he was moved with compassion, he always did something. He always revealed, he always taught, or he always imparted. The Bible says those two blind men came. Lord, uh, give us our sight. The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion and said, receive what you believe for. And it was really received. And so we see that moving, that compassion. When we see God's faithfulness to the harvest, we are praying, 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 Lord. Uh, we need people to, to, to rise up. We need people to work for this. We need laborers to get the harvest in. And uh, as he said in, in John 4, we labor, we labor. Our job is is to labor, to labor to sow and to reap when God brings that in. So there's our our response. And, and then um, 1 Peter 4, 19, another response to the faithfulness of God in the harvest. Therefore let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. Bless the Lord. Again, he's talking to a um, a church who being really persecuted, hammered, and what does he say? Commit commit, in trust, Give, deposit, um, uh, same word Jesus uses uh, when He's on the cross. I commit my spirit to You, Lord. He's given it to the Lord; it's safe. And so you commit uh, your soul uh, to the Lord and continue to do good. We want to commit, but we don't want to. We don't want to continue to do that, which we know is going to cause difficulty, it's going to cause us persecution. But He says, commit to the Lord, and when we do that again, our our perspective changes, isn't it? Because what happens if we're in persecution, and not as many of us have seen that kind of persecution, we difficulties, it, what happens is we, we focus on those, mm-hmm. we live in those, we let them squeeze us. That's why he said, commit it to the Lord, so immediately uh, your eyes are up. Immediately your eyes are away from the problems on the Lord. And those problems actually take a bit more perspective, they're not as important as we thought they were, and then in that commitment, we we're going to continue, we we're going to persevere because of why? Because God is faithful. And I love him, he just didn't put faith, he puts creator in there. <laughs> so he's sovereign. And if we can go back to Romans 1, the Bible says, through creation, what do we see? His invisible qualities, his divine power, and his power, qualities, power, nature. We see it all in creation. So when he's, he's appealing to the Creator, we know how awesome he is. There, there's our response to his faithfulness. We're committed to him, and we continue, continue to do that which we um, began. What about this one? Jeremiah five, Jeremiah five. You do not fear, do you not fear me? Says the Lord.
0: Will you not tremble at my presence, who have placed the sand as the bound of the sea, by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass beyond it, and though its waves toss to and fro, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. But this people has a defiant and rebellious heart. They have revolted and departed. They do not say in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God who gives rain both the former and the latter in its season. He reserves for us the appointed weeks of the harvest.
1: He, again, again, he's talking, the prophet is talking to, the, to Israel and they are far from the Lord and he is appealing to creation. He's appealing to the harvest. And he says, what should you do when you see the harvest come in? Fear the Lord. Stand in awe of him. Just, just on the basic principle, you take a little seed, where you don't you, don't, well, you have a good idea why, if you're me, you wouldn't well, know what that seed is. You plant it, knowing full well, that's gonna produce something. Little seed, amazing, isn't it? Or uh, well, of course, it all happen by chance. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think not. Um, amazing, isn't it? Put th- that seed grows and grows. And he said, should you not fear me? Because I bring the harvest, even when you don't deserve it. The fear of the Lord brings that. Um, and so we see uh, when the harvest, uh, God's faithfulness, the fertility of the ground always brings fruitfulness. But of course, the harvest uh, requires diligence, uh, dedication, devotion. What is the uh, Proverbs? Love Proverbs. You gathers crops in summer as a wise son. He who sleeps during harvest is a shameful son. That's why he said watch and pray. Keep awake, get up and start working, didn't he say? Faithful, again Proverbs faithful a faithful man will be richly blessed, but the one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. Because <laughs> you it, see when eager rich is all about him. See when we are faithful is all about the Lord and his work and the principles of uh, sowing. So because of his faithfulness to the harvest, we can receive from him, bless the Lord. We are unwavering to our profession of faith. We're in in his presence. We are looking for labors, praying for labors. We're in awe of God. We commit everything to him because he's faithful. He can't fail, bless the Lord. And more than anything else, he wants his character to to be produced in us. Fruit of the spirit, what is one of those, uh, one connection or one part of that fruit? Faithfulness faithfulness which uh, in our day and age is getting less and less and less is it, lacking isn't it uh, in the very just any anything in family life and in, in goodness knows what you can see faithfulness just uh, means nothing but it's it's a, a great characteristic of the lord that he wants in us and, and one of two commendations he gives us is not he well done you good and faithful servant not well done, you. You, did, you, rich. No. Bless the Lord. Well done, you. Charismatic. You, you, gifted person. No, goodness of God produced in us through us, and His faithfulness to continue, even to continue doing good as we just read. Continue doing good even when it costs, even when it hurts. Why? Because the Bible says, "The Lord sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous." <laughs> because of his mercy because of his mercy so tonight the harvest is plenty for the laborers of food harvest naturally we see that around us bless the Lord It's always plenty of food isn't it? Okay. This going up I know saying I don't do much shopping but I want to be shopping today. oh that's has expensive expensive so I put a few things in our dad's box he paid for me
0: <laughs>
1: he didn't know it. he said what are those for he said oh, they're good for you that's right dad <laughs> uh, The goodness of God, his faithfulness to his goodness, his faithfulness to his word, faithfulness to his word, uh, faithful in in judgment, blessed all that should, again, that brings a little bit of sobriety and fear to our hearts, faithful in the gospel, faithful in the gospel harvest. And uh, we look around and say, Lord, you know, we might be like Gideon sometimes, Lord, are you sure? Where are those miracles our fathers told us about? Well, why are we in such a state? <laughs> well, that was their fault. Of course, we know that, but we don't like to blame. Gideon, we can be like that, but God still, the Bible says, the harvest is plentiful, the labourers are few. Come on, Lord, build your church, bless your church. It is time, because uh, he is faithful to the harvest. Bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about us, church including our service times visit
1: www.oakdalechristiancentre.org